my in-laws, they don't necessarily like me and I want that relationship to grow because I have a son now, so I want our sons to have a relationship with them. You know, that's a real bummer if you feel that your in-laws don't like you. Is that reality? It may not be, Caitlin. It may not be reality, but it's certainly what you're experiencing for you. And of course, people send off different kinds of signals, sometimes meaning one thing. We talk about intention, and then others receive it with their expectations. And when they don't match, there can be disappointment, there can be disillusionment, there can be conflict in relationships. So welcome to Intentional Living. I think you got an idea. We're continuing the discussion from last Monday on this topic of being intentional as an in-law. And we're gonna hear the rest of Caitlin's call here in just a moment. But before we do that, I just wanna encourage you to think hard and long about the importance of this relationship, like Caitlin, who wants to make it work. I pray that if you have in-law relationships, you will bend over backward to do whatever you can for the benefit of the kids and the grandkids and the relationship. Obviously, sometimes boundaries have to be put in place and sometimes distance has to be a part of the relationship. I understand all that. But as the scripture says, to the extent that it's possible for you to live at peace with all people. So if you have a comment on all this, we'd love to hear it. 888 We got callers lined up for the rest of the show today. Maybe you can tell us how you've been successful in your in-law relationships. All right, let's hear the rest of that call from Caitlin. Hello, this is Caitlin. Um, I just had a quick question. I was listening to Dr. Randy on the radio, and he's talking about in-laws. And I was wondering if you guys can pray for me. Um, My in-laws, they don't necessarily like me, and I want that relationship to grow just because I have a son now. So I want our son to have a relationship with them. So I'm looking for guidance in terms of making that relationship work better. And I was also wondering on what I should do in my position. And I want to also know if there's any verses I can read or devotions on forgiveness. Mm. Well, yes, there are, Caitlin. And I, I would I think a verse that we could sort of set out today as, as a key verse for this topic is 1 John 4. Um, where John says in verses 7 and 8, he says, Beloved, let us love one another. That's foundational. Let us love one another, for love is of God, and anyone who loves is born of God. And here's the, the stinger part of this verse. He who does not love does not know God. And sometimes we gloss over the, those strong words, and we see throughout Scripture that we are commanded to Love And I think in-law relationships can be a test of that at times. It's interesting. I was doing some research as we were preparing for the program today, and I found that uh, in, in husband-wife relationships with in-laws, that 20, it's 20% less likely for a couple to, to experience a divorce when the husband has a close relationship with his wife's parents. That kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I think that makes sense. Um, And so, guys, when we think about relationship with our in-laws, that's a key ingredient to a a loving relationship. It cuts both ways, obviously, but that's very important. And and also the research showed that there's 20% more likely to divorce when the wife perceives that the in-laws are meddling. But I, I would enjoy having you call. Maybe you've been through this. You've been challenged by this. You've learned in the process 
something you would share with someone else, either as the in-law, maybe you're the mother-in-law or the daughter-in-law or, or father-in-law, uh, give us a call, 888-888-1717. Here's one, one objective, one goal that I've taught over the years when, uh, when it comes to in-law relationships. Your job and my job, number one, is to help your family member be successful in that relationship. It's not about you. It's about them. It's about their relationship. And uh, even as Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, think not only of your own interests, but the interest of others. In this case, to make the focus clearly on the interest of your son or your daughter or your brother or sister and in their relationship uh, with their in-laws. And that means uh, not to criticize, not to try to be competitive or take sides, but to support your loved one, the one that is part of your family, in being successful in the relationship with this new family. That's the first point. And I think if we get that one right, the rest of them kind of come along, don't they? Uh, let's go ahead and get the, to our callers. Uh, we have, let me see, Nicole is on the line in Arizona with a question. Nicole, go right ahead. Uh, my question was, um, I had an issue with my ex-mother-in-law, you know, thinking that people were against me and everything. And uh, I'm back in a situation where it's healthier. I have myself um, more together. And, you know, I found myself. Um, I kind of live by the serenity prayer every day. And now while things have opened up for so not only for my daughter, but for myself, too, to where that relationship with my ex-mother-in-law is actually growing and actually better. Um, but I have, you know, negative comments, you know, from my mom thinking that, oh, that's not a good idea. You know, maybe you shouldn't be talking to her still. And I think, you know, in the past, with the situation that happened in the past, I think, okay, you know, that was right, you know. So your daughter, that's her grandmother. That's her grandmother, exactly. And your mother is opposed to having you have a relationship with your ex-mother-in-law or your daughter having that kind of relationship with the other grandma? Right. Is, is there any reason other than her feelings about her? I think from the past situation, because um, I got out of a situation where there was drugs involved and I went through classes. I did everything that I um, had to do and I took that all the way to the fullest and I accomplished everything. I finished everything. That case got closed. And now I feel like I'm a lot healthier and, you know, and I feel like the relationship actually grew stronger for me and my ex-mother-in-law. And when I try to explain that to my mom, it's just like, no, you know, you need to realize how she did you in the past and, you know, this and that. And, you know, I, I, can, I can put myself in my mom's feet, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to hold grudges either against anybody. Yeah, listen, I, what I hear, Nicole, is your mom's been a mama bear. She's trying to protect you. She knows the hurt you've been through and... She hasn't quite caught up with the fact that you've changed and grown and, and uh, are healthier today. Now, if there's any truth in that, you need to be more receptive of what mom's saying. On the other hand, this is, seems to be more of a mother-daughter issue than a mother-in-law issue. And I, I think maybe what I would encourage you to do is sit down with your mom and say, Mom, I love you and I understand. I fully embrace your concern. I understand it and I'm well aware of the consequences. I'm aware of my past and so on. But I've changed. I've grown up. and I, I need, Here's what you need to say to your mom. Mom, and hopefully this will make a difference. It would make a difference to me if I heard this. It really would. Mom, I need for you to trust me. Okay? In other words, I need for you to know that I'm all grown up, 
I've made mistakes. Here's where I am, but you got to trust me. And that's a very loving, but also an intentional approach. Okay. All right. Thank you, Nicole. Let's go to California. Rachel is on the line. Rachel, welcome to the program. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Go right ahead. Um, I'm calling today to share my story of my mother-in-law. Um, I had a baby very young with my husband, and um, my mother-in-law is a devout Christian. Um, I wasn't such a great kid, and she spent many years um, ne- never once once condemning me for the things we or I did or the choices that we had made. She was consistently loving and supportive, and uh, that was 22 years ago, and after about 10 years or so, um, she had completely changed the course of who I was through her unconditional love for me and uh, acceptance of everything, whether she believed in it or didn't believe in it. She just continued to accept and support me, and that was, uh, as I say, a long time ago, and in hindsight, I think of how many times she must have just been appalled or been, you know, wanted to tell me what what should have been done or how I could have done things better, but she never did. And um, mm. I love her more than anything. She's, she's a wonderful gift in my life, in my children's life. And now that baby is 21, and um, he has a pretty serious relationship. And there's many times that these two kids do something, and from what she showed me by her actions of unconditional love, I now have the ability to carry that into this relationship with my son and his girlfriend and build a good foundation for the three of us. Mm. So how did your um, how'd your mother-in-law, when you say she respected you, loved you, gave, it sounded like she put, she respected, even when she disagreed, did she ever say anything or how did she approach it when she did say something? Um, she listened very carefully um, and let me vent the way that I was feeling or the reasoning for the choices that I was making and simply said, you know, uh, the Lord teaches us that he gives people to us and that our job is to simply love them. Hmm. And wow. um, she spent years and never once did not love me. Wow. That's an example. That's not easy to do sometimes, is it? In hindsight, I think of how many times it could not have been easy for her to continue to do that. And she ends, she prayed for me daily. And to this day, I know that my life has changed because instead of fighting with me, she simply gave my name and gave my problems to the Lord up above and and asked him to intercede for me and change the course of my life Mm. and the life of my children. Powerful. Rachel, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. And uh, much encouragement to people today, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Man, we got more stories we're going to get to in a moment. Talking in-laws today, being intentional in this very important relationship, and a reminder to us who are in-laws that our role, I think you just heard it from Rachel. She gave you the the five-star approval of mother-in-law who loved, lovingly spoke the truth, was not controlling, and, and knew her place. If we can do that, if we can be that kind of in-law, we can have a positive impact, even when others may not accept what we, who we are, what we believe. But when things are done with that attitude, they're life-changing. Okay, 
I'd love to have your comments, 888-888-1717 on our comment line. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. The words we choose are important. Jesus' words speak to the essence of who He is, as our words are a reflection of who we are. So what do the words we choose to live by every day say about us? In Dr. Randy's teaching, Words Are Transformational, you'll learn to choose a word for the year that will define who you are and how you'll live. As a new year starts, support Intentional Living with a New Year's gift of $50 or more. When you give, we'll send you the teaching and we'll throw in the Growth with Gratitude journal that will help you build gratefulness to God and others into your everyday life. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools each month. To receive this month's teaching and make your gift for the new year, call 888-888-1717 today or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. All right, let's go back to the phones. We're talking in-law relationships today, and in particular, do you feel like they're strained? Do you you'd like to see them improve? You have a question for me. Let's go to Teresa in New Mexico. Teresa, welcome to the program. Go right ahead. Hi, yeah, I just uh, wanted to say, you know, um, I met my mother-in-law when I was 19, and I married her son uh, when I was 20, and then... Um, course we got divorced when I was 29 and now it's been 26 years and we've had this relationship she's kind of like my mom in a way not just a mother-in-law and um, even though we've been uh, I've been divorced from her son for that long our relationship is so bounded that even that didn't you know wreck our our relationship and I see that our relationship has been kind of hard for her son my ex-husband because mm. you know i'm always in the picture yeah and um it's kind of hard on him i'm sure but um i don't know i just really really love my mother-in-law she's an amazing woman and um she, yes she's got grandkids from me and um that also keeps us together yeah. but uh i don't know i just very blessed that i had a wonderful mother-in-law well, thank you, Teresa, and I'll tell you what, uh, the, life gets complicated when there's divorce and remarriages or death and remarriages. Um, to understand these other relationships are still valuable. In other words, uh, it's kind of like things have changed. Uh, the, the lineup is different. But if you've had a good relationship with someone, you don't want to just lose that relationship. Now, you have to be sensitive to it, obviously, and aware of it. But we've experienced that. We understand how that works. And those dynamics impact relationships. But you've got to be true to understanding that God wants us to have relationships with people, love people, even when there's been a change in some of the structure of the family. Okay, thank you for that reminder. It's a good one today. Uh, let me see. Let's go to William, who's in Kansas. It looks like he has a question for me today. William, welcome to Intentional Living. What's your question? Hello. Yes. Um uh I uh, I just wanted to you know um, wanted to find out you know after, we're a praying family and um, when uh, you know like especially over the holidays well you know and all throughout the year 
you know, my uh, wife, she gets along with my mom just, I mean, tremendous. They're like two peas in a pod. But uh, with my dad, you know, uh, she says that uh, he's just like me. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, he uh, basically, you know, kind of argues with her. And, of course, she has to pray, you know, and she, we always, anytime, you know, he he comes up against her. She uses prayer. And of course, you know, there's always a the love factor. She loves him. And, but, you know, after you have prayer and everything else, we just, you know, I mean, after all that, you know, basically, you know, mm-hmm. what all. So what's your question, William? How can I help you today? If you had you know, to narrow it down uh, to one thing, what would it be? Uh, just, uh, you know, uh, just how how to, uh, you know, how to lighten that up. So you're concerned uh, about the stress or the tension that develops uh, between your wife and your parents, is what I understand, in particular dad, and the stress that can occur. Uh, that's difficult. I, again, I, I come back to a basic principle of this thing in, in in-law relationships. We start from the center and move out like the core of an apple. You get in the center. The center is your marriage, you and your spouse, having a good relationship, building a good relationship. And then these other folks, the in-laws, are added in. They, they're part of the relationship if it's a positive thing that adds to that. And so it may be that you need to sit down with your wife and say, Honey, listen, I can't change my dad. Can't change, I can't change your parents. I can't change anybody. And you can't either. But when when we just learn to accept to the extent we can and love because they're not always going to be there. There's going to be a day when dad's gone. And but I tell people don't live like that. I've seen people cut family out and then five years later, the parent is gone. And if there's no pain, there should be pain of loss of regret. And so enjoying the moments that you have can be very powerful. Scientist Andrew Newberg writes that a single word has the power to influence the expression of our genes, our genetic makeup, and actually to regulate physical and emotional stress. There's power in our words. You think about the words that we speak or the words that are spoken to us, how they impact us emotionally and relationally. And uh, we're in the ministry of words here at Intentional Living and through our radio ministry and our online ministry and our podcast. We're in the ministry of words. Think about the words in your life today that mean something, words that have been spoken to you and the importance of the power of words to influence your life. You know, words do matter. They impact our lives. They change our lives. Everything from the commitments we make to the statements we make to the frustrations that we express, our words matter. One word for the year, a word that will lift you up. Last call, we're here at the end of the month, last opportunity to get in on receiving the teaching this month, One Word for 2023. Coming up next month in February, the teaching, our mentoring CD, our mentoring video and audio lesson will be going out to our members around the country, is on the topic of intentional living when you're just sick and tired. I mean, when you're feeling sick and tired in life, maybe you're experiencing chronic illness, maybe you're tired, you're frustrated. How does intentional living work? It's a very practical and very biblical lesson 
next month. So that'll be coming out as well. And again, it's for our members. We send this out, as I mentioned, about 90% of the folks that receive it do so by email. receive the CD and and we're able to do that on a limited basis as well. And so come and join us. Your monthly support allows Intentional Living to continue. More people being reached, Impact for Christ. Go to theintentionallife.com or would you call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717 and press number two, number two. Love to hear from you. All right, let's get back to our calls. Kathy's on the line in Arizona. Kathy, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for letting me um, visit with you today. Um, first of all, first time I've ever called in, so I'm kind of nervous. Doing great. You're fine. <laughs> um, I'm a mom of 11 children. I have six boys and five girls, and at this point I have three daughter-in-laws and four son-in-laws and mm. still um, two, two kids at home. And as I listened um, earlier um, to a show where it talked about uh, a lady called in and she said she had an 87-year-old mom. Uh, mother-in-law who'd moved in and she was having issues with her and she made the comment that when they'd get in the car this mother-in-law said she didn't have um really good hearing but if she put on the christian music the mother-in-law all of a sudden wanted to turn it down and my first thought which just prompted me to call is to just plead to everyone to remember that that love changes everything and that we're all broken and when we can say it's not about me and start to reach out um, to others and to realize um, that when we're all broken and we can say it's not about me, things begin to change. I spent years um, feeling resentful of my mother-in-law and she's been passed away for about five years now. And the last four or five years of her life, I've God changed my heart and I was able to, to, to realize um, that I just needed to love her and mm-hmm. let her love me. And what a sweet experience those last years were. And I, and I, I missed out on such a sweet relationship that I could have had if I had just remembered it's not about me. Yeah. And if, if I can just encourage people to, to just love, to look outward, look upward instead of inward when you're struggling, um, that for the most part, I think most relationships can be changed on mm. the principle. I agree with you, Kathy. I'm thinking about how easily we can pick up an offense. The Bible tells us that love does not pick up an offense. It's not easily uh, offended. And and, and I can't imagine, I mean, in-law relationships, (laughs) there's many times in, in relationship we can say something we had no intention of saying with any malice that can be misinterpreted because the expectation is different on the other side. And it lingers for months, years, a lifetime. I, I can't imagine that in these in-law relationships, there's not more of that potential. It's always there. It's, and by the thousands of opportunities over a lifetime, it's a matter of what we choose to do. We choose to pick it up or not. And I think, Kathy, your reminder to us and your call with 11 kids, by the way, congratulations. That's, that's, a, that's quite a responsibility. But that relationship with your mother-in-law, that the fact you had four or five good years is a reminder that God is good. It's good. Can I ask you this, though? Was there, one, was there one thing, Kathy, that really changed, I mean, that set things into a better direction for you? Well, when my father-in-law passed away and I realized how lost my mother-in-law was and I could truly mm. stop looking again, again, it wasn't when I could say it's not about me. It's not about me. Um, 
Mm. How can I love her? What does she need? What can I do to serve her? What can I do to lift her? That's interesting. And, uh, in in her weakness uh, was when you, your strength came up. That's an interesting thing. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Let's get Shelly on before we run out of time with a comment on in-laws from Michigan. Hi, Shelly. Hi. Appreciate your call. Go right ahead. Thanks. Um, so I do have uh, a good story about mother-in-laws because I've been married for about 22 years, and my mother-in-law was not warm and fuzzy. She was not like the type of person that, you know, took compliments well or anything like that. And I am a very huggy person. I come from a huge family. My, I have a very loving relationship with my mom who recently passed. And um, over the years, I just realized, you know, she would say things that seemed so snarky, <laughs> and I would really be hurt by them or I would be, you know, affected. And, um, and she did things that were kind of strange, too, you know, and, like, one time we came up from, we lived in Atlanta at the time, and we came up home, and she would not turn the heater up when we were there with a baby. And so my husband said, well, Mom, we're going to have to go to a hotel if you don't turn the heater up. And she said, well, I'm not going to turn the heater up. It's your choice. And I could never understand why she did that. And I still don't to this day, but you know oh. what? <laughs> um, it's just because she was wearing a robe that had a hood on it. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's just like one of her quirks. Wow. So, um... But the point is, over time, um, she started to soften more. And I think she realized that I wasn't going to change because she was like that. I would try to overlook things, and I would definitely stand up for myself, but in a nice way. And I think what changed for me was last year, my mom said to me, she said, you know, you really changed her. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, she, I've just seen a transformation in her with you over the years, and it's because you showed her how to love. And that That's made good. me feel so good. It's good. You know? I mean, I don't know. I don't think I was the sole reason, but I'm just saying that I just loved her until she realized that it was okay to love me, I guess. And I'll tell you what, uh, Shelly, you know, there's there's many people who said, you know, I went to your mother's house, and she didn't turn the heat on for the babies, and walking around with a robe with a with a hoodie on, that is one strange thing, and I'm not going back there and never have any contact again and cut it off. And you chose not to do that. You chose to keep loving her. And I still, you know, you're shaking your head like, this is really weird. Which, let's face it, we're all weird. You've Every family's got some weird people in it, okay? Here's the funny thing is, sometimes it's you and me. You know, we're the ones considered to be weird. That's just part of the human condition. But Jesus was one that taught us about love and forgiveness and boundaries are fine. They have their place and certainly are appropriate. But don't allow the boundaries to become, and it can, come on now, don't allow the boundaries to become an excuse to say, I'm no longer going to love that person. Uh, because that can happen too. Boundaries are there to sometimes protect us and sometimes to protect another person. Well, we've been talking in-laws today. We've got a lot of calls that have come in, and we didn't get to all the calls that we have. But I'll tell you what, uh, if you have a comment you'd like to leave for us, a thought, something you've learned, tell us about it. Go on to our website, uh, join the Facebook discussion, or leave a comment at 888 When you get there, the phone will answer and just press number two and you can leave your comments. And you know what? You might be listening down the road the next few weeks and say, hey, that's me. I left that comment. We'd love to air it. So give us a call, 888 We'll see you next time right here from Intentional Living.